You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. This podcast exists to equip leaders and everyday Christians to host the presence of God. We believe God's presence changes everything. I'm your host, Matthew Lilly. Thanks so much for joining me today on episode number three. As always, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast to stay connected with us. The best way to do that is to go to our podcast home, which is at podcast.presencepioneers.com. Org. You can get email updates, subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, check out the previous episodes, download all the notes, and all that good stuff. So be sure to check out the website. Thank you to those who have already subscribed and shared the first couple of episodes. Really appreciate everyone sharing it and giving me positive feedback. It's been such an encouragement. And we're going to dive right in to episode three today. We're going to talk about the Night Watch. This idea of worshiping and praying all the way through the night. Believe it or not, there are ministries and people who are worshiping and praying around the clock. And I know that many of you are involved in those kind of ministries or are leading those kinds of ministries or are part of groups that have vision for things like 24-7 prayer and worship. You know, there's an estimated 20,000 groups right now that are taking shifts to pray 24-7 all over the earth. So at any given moment, there's 20,000 people estimated praying in a shift around the clock. What that means is some people are worshiping and praying in the middle of the night. There's even some people who have shifted around their schedules and their lifestyle to work third shift, so to speak, in the ministry of prayer in the middle of the night. So I'm going to use this term night watch, which just refers to the midnight to 6 a.m. window of time uh, as, as a time to be worshiping and praying. So I shared in the first episode about the Presence Pioneers ministry and that term and the way God gave that to me and about Psalm 132, 133, and 134 being a key part of our vision. And the first two episodes were all about Psalm 132. Today, Psalm 134 is going to be a really important verse about the night watch. I believe this is a a specific word for this season. And so we're, we'll get back to Psalm 133 maybe in another, in another episode. But I want to go to the night hours. And it's a specific word for this season, but there's also a biblical basis for it. So before I dive into the scriptures, let me just give you a little bit of context on why I'm talking about this right now in early 2019. A few years ago, three or four years ago, I got uh, God gave me a word for the upcoming years, just a little phrase or a word for the coming years. And for 2019, he gave me night watch. That was the word three or four years ago. And so in December 2018, a few months ago, I was in Kansas City at the One Thing Conference hosted by the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. And it was an evening worship session at the conference and I'm just worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, God reminds me and I remember about this night watch word for the coming year. And I'm, I'm just stirred about it in my heart. And I'm even texting my wife saying, I think we need to try to do some burn events through the night. 
soon in early 2019 because God's reminded me that he spoke this to me. So our burn events, if you don't know, are these extended times of worship and prayer, usually 12 or 24 hours. And so here in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, we'd been doing 12-hour burn events on Saturdays, like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., something like that. But I was like, we need to go through the night this year. I just feel like God's speaking to us about this. It was very personal and specific for me. But then when the worship session ends, I find out they, they stand up, the host of the conference come up and they announce that the worship team that was playing was actually one of the night watch worship teams for the House of Prayer in Kansas City. And they go on to talk about the night watch and they have this spontaneous 20 or 30 minutes where they talk about worshiping through the night and what they call the night watch. And, uh, and they begin to say that God was emphasizing this right now. They begin to celebrate it. They begin to call people to it. They prayed over people who wanted to worship and pray in the night hours. And, uh, and they even took up an offering the next day. Hundreds of thousands of dollars came in to help supplement cost to have interns and students come in and fill the night hours with worship. And I was like, wow, this night watch word, maybe it's not just for me personally, but maybe this is something God's speaking even more broadly. And so I wanted to highlight it. It's always been relevant, but I just feel like in this season right now when I'm sharing this, it's uh, particularly relevant. So a couple of cool quotes here uh, from that session at at, uh, the One Thing Conference. Alan Hood said, the Holy Spirit is putting out a call of abandonment, of extravagant devotion, and wants to fill the prayer rooms in the night all over the world. Another call for the, from the Holy Spirit is going out. Do the night. Houses of prayer, do the night. Churches, do the night. Stuart Greaves said, The night watches of the earth are a prophetic statement of a generation that will emerge in the earth that will await the coming of the Lord, like the coming of a new day. So these are little quotes that came out of that spontaneous session that I was at in Kansas City. So I believe God's emphasizing this. Let's look at some Bible stuff here. Why on earth would we want to worship and pray through the night hours? This is is not convenient. Most people don't like to be up at three and four in the morning. Even night owls go ahead to sleep. Early morning people aren't up quite that early. Why on earth would we want to worship and pray through the night? I've got some great reasons for you. First of all, Jesus is worthy of day and night worship on the earth as it is in heaven. In Revelation 4, verse 8, you see this picture of the throne room of heaven and the four living creatures. It says they cry out day and night, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And Jesus prayed and taught us to pray in Matthew 6, verse 10, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now in heaven, there is day and night worship. There's incessant praise and adoration and glory that's given to God. He has all the attention and they're crying out and they're singing to him day and night because he's worthy of it in heaven. And if God wants heaven to come to earth, then that's going to mean that there's going to be day and night worship on the earth. Now, in heaven, interestingly, there's actually no night. Revelation 21 and 22 says, in the new heavens and new earth, there is no nighttime. God's brightness is so bright that there cannot be 
any nighttime or any darkness. So when it says day and night, it actually just means perpetual. It means nonstop. But of course, in this life on the earth, we have day and night. So being able to worship God in the night, this is actually something we can only do in this lifetime. In the age to come, when we die, there's going to be no more night. So we can't give God the night hours. We're going to be up all the time as far as I can tell. There's going to be no night. We can worship God all the time. But it's a real sacrifice and it's a sweet uh, aroma to the Lord. It's a pleasing offering to Him to give up sleep, to give up the nights, to worship the Lord. So Alan Hood said the picture of extravagant devotion across the earth right now is the night watch. So you remember uh, in the, if, you, if you listen to the first couple of episodes how David was just burning for a, a dwelling place of God's presence on the earth. And many of you watching, you're saying, I want God's presence in my city. I want God's presence in my family. I long for his glory and his kingdom on the earth. And David said, I'm going to give no slumber to my eyes, no sleep to my eyes until I find a dwelling place for the Lord. So David's vision caused him to make a vow. And that vow was about giving up sleep. That was his radical expression. He's saying, I'm going to let my passion interrupt my normal rhythms of life and get into the uh, into the normal flow of what I do and, and cause me inconvenience and cause me to have to sacrifice in order to see what God wants to have come onto the earth. So God's inviting us into radical expressions of sacrifice like the night watch and in view of God's worthiness, in view of his goodness and in view of what he wants to do. If we have vision to see what God wants to do in our lives, in our city, in our nation, it actually makes sense. It actually seems worth it in order to give up sleep from time to time to worship and to pray. Now, so let's keep talking about this idea of day and night worship and prayer because it's all throughout the Bible. I'm not going to get into it too deeply here, but in Luke 18, Jesus actually commands people to cry out day and night. He says in Luke 18, 7, will God not bring justice to his elect? Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media. .presencepioneers.org to sign up today.
those who cry out day and night to him. And so there's a command from Jesus, a call to prayer from Jesus that is day and night. And it's actually connected to the release of justice on the earth. Okay, so there's there's multiple scriptures throughout the, the Bible encouraging and prophesying of this idea of day and night worship and prayer. Now that sounds fun and awesome and really cool, but that just means somebody actually has to miss sleep. That means someone has to stay up. Someone has to be groggy and have an extra cup of coffee. Someone has to rearrange their schedule. Someone has to figure it out how they're going to be awake singing and praying at three in the morning. All right, it's very practical and it's very real. It's not just a neat idea. Uh, so Jesus himself in Luke chapter 6 stayed up all night in prayer. He did the night watch. Luke 6, 12 says, Came to pass in those days, he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Isn't that cool? Jesus himself realized there were times that he needed to stay up all night in prayer, and Jesus even set the example in this in his lifestyle. All right, Isaiah chapter 62 God has promised to raise up day and night worship and prayer ministries before he returns again. It says that God's going to set watchmen on the wall who will cry out day and night. They will not hold their peace until Jesus returns. God's raising up day and night worship and prayer, and that includes the night. That means somebody's got to do it. In the night hour, God is restoring the tabernacle of David. Amos 9:11, Acts 15. The tabernacle of David was 33 years of 24/7 worship in Jerusalem. They had thousands of Levites, musicians and singers that ministered to the Lord. I'm going to talk about tabernacle of David more. Many of you probably already know some about it, but those Levites, those ministers some of them were appointed to the night watch, which it talks about in Psalm 134. So David is organizing and funding thousands of musicians and singers to just praise the Lord. There was this tent, the Ark of the Covenant, the glory, the presence of God was there. And they just sang to him, ministered to him. There was this prophetic worship and prayer that was flowing for 33 years in Jerusalem. And the way that it was sustained is that some were called to do it in the night. And that's where Psalm 134 comes in. Because it's a, it's a short little psalm, just three verses, about the Levites who took the night hours. And I'm going to read it here. Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. So this is amazing. It says, Behold, bless the Lord, servants of the Lord who by night stand in the house of the Lord. So there were those that stood in the the night and worshiped the Lord. And God has a special psalm in the book of Psalms just to remember them and to honor them. Those that stood in the night. And, and bless the Lord. So that was their primary calling. It says, Behold, bless the Lord. So the, they stood in the middle of the night and they blessed the Lord. They worshiped Him. They ministered to Him. They sang to Him. But now here's the cool thing. They were called to bless the Lord. But what happens in verse 3? It says, The Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. So there's a special blessing that came to the night watch 
from the Lord, those who stood in the night hours, they blessed the Lord, but then the Lord blessed them because they gave up their nights to minister to God. So there's a special blessing. And anyone that's ever stayed up through the night worshiping the Lord knows there's just a special, a special touch from God, a special presence that you can encounter in those night hours. It's just, it's not better. It doesn't mean we're earning some kind of special points from the Lord or anything like that. But man, it's just special. It's neat. All right. So, so why else would we want to worship through the night? The Bible commands this night and day worship. We see that it was happening in the tabernacle of David, which God's restoring. Uh, Jesus stayed up all night. So we have all these biblical examples of, of worship and prayer through the night. Now, how about, uh, and we could keep going on and on of, of all the spiritual encounters that happen in the scripture in the night hours. Jacob wrestled with God through the night. Um, Paul was in the jail with uh, Silas, and at midnight they were singing and praying, and the jail broke open. There's all these examples. Uh, Peter was was broken, uh, was was able to get out of prison uh, because the church was up in the middle of the night praying for him. So there's all these examples, and, and we don't even have time to go through all them, of the power of worship and prayer through the night and the miracles and the encounters that happen in the night hours. So God's inviting the church to engage in this in some way. It doesn't mean we all have to shift our lives around a third third shift, so to speak. Some people may be so, but it means that we, we need to, from time to time, engage with God in the night hours. Now, the, the nights are also, I believe, a unique time of spiritual warfare. And this is my last point here. I believe in cities all across America, in order for God's purposes to be fulfilled, the night hours have to win, have to be won by the church with night worship and prayer, night watch worship and prayer. We have to engage in spiritual warfare through the night. Um, You know, there's so much immorality, so much uh, sinful activity, so much criminal activity actually happens in the night hours when the sun's down. And so those are heightened times of spiritual warfare and spiritual activity and the church i believe needs to engage in that and i believe it's going to bring breakthrough in cities when people begin to cry out and worship in the night hours now when i start talking about spiritual warfare i'm talking about using the weapons of worship and prayer i'm not talking about we start yelling at satan and the demons all night although there's times to of course cast out demons and things like that but our, our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Okay, we, we take up the high praise of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. We war like Jehoshaphat who sent out the singers in front and God fought the battle for them. We, we pray in the Spirit like it says in Ephesians 6. We take the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, and we pray. So we, we war with the Word of God and with prayer and with worship. These are our weapons that we use in the night hours to push back the darkness, especially in cities that have college campuses. Uh, the night hours are, are full of activity with college students staying up, parties, all kinds of stuff that goes on. And, uh, and God's raising up young people. God's raising up students who are taking back the night for God's glory. They're giving the night hours to God's glory, to God's presence, to loving Him, to ministering to Him instead of to all the other uh, sinful things that could happen in those night hours. So uh, what would happen in a city if 
God's people begin to pray and worship through the night hours? What would happen in the dream life of a city where the believers begin to have prophetic dreams, where the unbelievers who are tormented by nightmares begin to encounter God in their dreams? I believe that that kind of thing can happen as we begin to wage war through worship and prayer in the night hours. And I believe God's inviting us into this uh, day and night worship. So I want to encourage you in this, whatever it may mean for you. I've, I've got friends who are, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and spending an hour in prayer. Uh, our local burn community is 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 going to be doing a uh, a burn event through the night this weekend. There are multiple churches and expressions and furnaces that do. Worship and prayer times in the night hours. Grab some friends and and say, We're, let's let's do some prayer from midnight to two a.m. Whatever it looks like for you, uh, I, it doesn't have to be, of course, every night. But I believe God's inviting us into this. If you're a leader and you're watching it, maybe maybe call your community or your group or your ministry to do some night watch prayer and worship through those midnight to six a.m. times. I believe God's going to breathe on it in this season. So let me pray. God, thank you, God, for calling forth the night hours. Lord, thank you for the blessing of the night in this lifetime that's unique to this age, that we can give you the sacrifice of our sleep and worship you through the night hours. And I pray that you would set us as watchmen on the wall day and night who would cry out to you. And in cities all across America and across the earth, God, that you would raise up night watch. You would raise up those servants of the Lord who bless you in the night hours because, Jesus, you are worthy of day and night worship. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, would you consider sharing it uh, on social media or with your friends? And again, our podcast home is at podcast.presencepioneers.org. You can View the previous episodes. You can subscribe. Email is really the best way to subscribe. But we're also on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Android, Google Play, all of that where you can subscribe, stay connected with us. I have PDF notes from this episode that you can download on the website. You can also send send me a message there and leave a comment. Let me know uh, some good feedback on the podcast. That would be super helpful. Thank you to those who have already given me feedback. You can also make a donation to the Presence Pioneers Ministry there at the website where you can support this podcast and the Presence Pioneers Ministry if you'd like to do that. Thanks again. God bless.